I know Datitude's out a little later, maybe, than it normally is on a Monday morning. But um, I've spent the last, like, hour and a half, maybe even two hours, trying to figure out if there was anything I could take positive to say from the Saints' 13 and nothing loss. You know what? Hold on. I'm going to listen to this music intro from Phil and spend a little bit more time. When I come back, I'll let you know if we found anything. If you're looking for the latest scoop and in-depth interviews on the Saints, the NFL, the Pelicans, LSU, along with the best bets of the week, then lucky you. Along with high-powered, in-the-know guests who cover our teams, Jim Derry brings plenty of datitude. And he'll always tell you the way it is, or at least the way he thinks it is. Where you at, New Orleans? And hello to all my friends elsewhere who are just trying to find different ways to say the Saints suck. Yep, yep, yep. I'm Jim Derry. You know that already. And this is Datitude, episode number 121. For a Monday, November the 28th, 2022. And how do we write the post-mortem on this team? Because frankly, I'm tired of saying the same crap over and over again. I mean, they find new ways to suck. That I will give them credit for that. I mean, it isn't the same kind of loss every single time. This one was certainly different. I mean, this one... They actually, I mean, in all accounts, I, I really got to say, they were at least, toe, at the worst, you could say they were toe-to-toe with a team that most pundits and most experts think has an excellent chance to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl in the San Francisco 49ers. I think that's what pisses me off most. And you know what? By the way, I was... I'm too aggravated, and I'm tired of writing the same old script. I didn't script Derry's Dime today. So we're going to have some interesting, and I and I really use air quotes there, because it's really not interesting. It's the same old crap from Dennis Allen and Andy Dalton. Just, just little snippets of why this team isn't getting any better. And then I got a, a special guest. I mean, he's not really a guest. I mean, it, it was something that was recorded 35 years ago. But it certainly plays well here today. He's a, he was a guest on this show a few months ago. But we're going to play a little snippet from Jim Moore in a little bit because it fits in perfectly here. What else can you say? I mean, how many different ways can you say a team... Finds ways to lose. That's what you miss about Sean Payton. Sean Payton's teams didn't find ways to lose. This one, you, this this team had to find a way to lose. They got a little, yeah, they got a little help from officials. But you know what? How many times do I have to say over the course of a season, stop talking about it? If you're good enough, it doesn't make a damn bit of difference if an official blew a call or replay sucks, or this was a catch, 
or they shouldn't have thrown that flag, or they shouldn't have... Piss off. Nobody makes excuses. It's, 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 it's mind-boggling. So here's my question of the day in Derry's Dime. That's what I'll ask you. What were you doing on January the 6th, 2002? You remember that day? You'll remember it. Well, I mean, you you probably put it out of your memory, so you probably don't remember it. 21 years ago. January the 6th, 2002. Just shy of 21 years ago. That was the last time the Saints got shut out. By the same team they played on Sunday. The San Francisco 49ers. The only difference was, in that game... The Saints had, I mean, they deserved to be shut out. They stunk. They were a terrible team. They finished 7-9, and nine, which was way better than they really were. They lost 38 to nothing. On Sunday, the Saints lost 13 to nothing. We're inside the 10, what, three times? And couldn't pull a rabbit. They couldn't even pull the rabbit's ear out of the little ear hole in the hat. It's, it's, it's sickening. But think about that. The Saints blew the longest active streak in the NFL and one of the longest streaks in the history of the NFL. 332 games without getting shut out. Sean Payton never got shut out, ever. The Saints in 2005 when they were 3-13 and didn't get shut out. The Saints... Last year, with all their injury woes, didn't get shut out. With Trevor Simeon, at quarterback, didn't get shut out. When Drew, whenever Drew Brees got hurt, he wasn't in, didn't get shut out. When they didn't care at the end of the season because they already had the playoffs locked up and put in the second string, didn't get shut out. This team got shut out. The 49ers have a good defense, no question about it. But... You know what? Stats are for losers, and this team is a loser, so let's, let's talk about him. I mean, the numbers weren't... You look at San Francisco's numbers. If you had told me San Francisco scored 13 points and showed me their side of the box score, I would have said, wow, upset city, baby. Nope. Same old crap. Christian McCaffrey, 11 carries for 32 yards. Elijah Mitchell, 7 carries for 35 yards. Jimmy Garoppolo, 26 of 37 for 222 yards and was sacked once. Nothing special. Debo Samuel, 2 carries for no yards, 3 receptions for 43 yards. But the Saints? I'm not, I mean, you know, I'm not even going to do, you know, I, could, I know how to change the script. I'm not going to say anything bad about it, the red water pistol. I mean, he is what he is. I, he's the same thing I've told you for the last eight weeks. For the most part, he's not going to get you killed. But he's not going to do anything either. This stat line of his could have been a stat line for any game that he's ever played in his entire career. 18 of 29 for 204 yards. Averaging seven point seven yards a pass. That's no different than just about any other game we ever talk about. Nothing special. 
Nothing bad. Nothing good. Just nothing. The red water, nothing. That's what he is. So I'm not going to even, he had nothing to do with the loss. They should, they should have won despite his just ho-hum whatever. But you've got a running back who fumbled nine times in his career before Sunday. But he fumbled twice in this one, once at the one-yard line. One of them gave San Francisco three points. One of them stopped the Saints from scoring seven points. So that's a minus 10. So just him alone, just Alvin Kamara alone is a minus 10. I'm not a genius. Right there, that's 10-7. If you just take Alvin Kamara out of the game, Saints lose 10-7. If Alvin Kamara doesn't play and nothing else differently happens, that's 10-7, you can find a way to win that game. What is wrong with that dude? He's been terrible for a month. In fact, except for maybe two games all year, he's been terrible. You don't think he's, his mind is elsewhere? I'm not blaming him. I understand what he's got going on in his life. I'm not blaming yesterday's loss on Alvin Kamara. I'm, just point, I'm strictly pointing out facts. He fumbled twice. He rushed seven times for 13 yards. He had six catches for 37 yards, an average of 6.2 yards a catch. The defense played their asses off. But yet we still hear the same old thing over and over from a coach that has no idea what he's doing. At the end of the day, we didn't make enough plays. and There was plays out there to be made. Um, and, and we didn't make enough plays. And, look, you got to give them credit. I mean, obviously they got a really good football team offensively, defensively in the kicking game. They made enough plays to win the game. But uh, I felt like there were some opportunities out, out there for us, um, and, and we didn't take advantage of them. Um, well, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, don't, I don't know what a catch is in our league uh, anymore. Um, it's kind of changed multiple times. Um, you know, they're, they're – their explanation to me was that he didn't survive the ground. So, um, uh, yeah, I don't know what a catch is. Uh, he's talking about Chris Olave right there. And the catch that it was a catch. The dude took three steps and hit the ground. Yeah, they were wrong. And had they called it a catch, when they went to replay, they wouldn't have overturned it. It was a catch. That's fine. I don't want to hear that from you. Sean Payton doesn't talk, didn't talk about that kind of stuff. Winning coaches don't talk about that. They say, next question. Or they say, yeah, I'm not going to get into that right now. I'm going to go look at it, and then we'll talk about it later. It's the same old crap from Dennis Allen. Every week, the same thing. Making excuses. We should have done this. We should have. You've got a whole week to do that. What did you do all week? Figured out how not to score? Well, hell, you could have taken the whole week. You could have given the players off of Thanksgiving. If you're going to get shut out. You can't keep making excuses. I don't know how many different times, different ways to say it. I've said it now. I mean, four and eight. I've said it at least after five losses this season. You can go back and 
listen to any datitude after five or six of the past eight losses. He says the same damn thing over and over again. We got to get better, and then says some some kind of crap about the rep. I guarantee you, eight losses this year. I'm not joking. Go back and listen to his press conference. You can find them easily on YouTube. And you can find them, most of them here on, on Datitude. Go back and listen. And at least six of the eight losses this year, at least six, he said something about a call in the game that he didn't like. I probably can count six times in the entire career of Sean Payton where he talked about in a call or a disputed call. I mean, he did it, but it wasn't very often. Stop making excuses. You know what? This is what I want to hear. They're better than we are. We're not good enough. We shouldn't even be thinking about beating this 49ers. We shouldn't be talking about it because the Saints ain't good enough. And you guys shouldn't write about us being a playoff team and all that bullshit. That's malarkey. We ain't good enough to beat those guys, and it was proven out there today. It's that simple. We're not good enough yet. We got a long way to go. We got a lot of work to do. We're close, and close don't mean... And you can put that on TV for me. I'm tired of coming close, and we're going to work our off till we ain't close anymore. And it may take some time. We're going to get it done. We aren't in there. We aren't, we aren't good enough. They're better than us. Black and white, simple fact. Could have, would have, should have is the difference of what I'm talking about. The good teams don't come in and say could have. They get it done. All right? It's that simple. I'm tired of saying could have, should have, would have. That's why we ain't good enough yet. Because we're saying could have and they ain't. 1987. Jim That's what a coach says. That's what a real coach says after a loss like yesterday. You had the world by the junk. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers had just lost to the Cleveland Browns. The Atlanta Falcons did what the Atlanta Falcons do in losing to the Commanders. They had that game won, and they let it slip away and blew it. Had it won. They, the noon games, they opened the door wide open for you to jump in. Wide open. Saints win yesterday. They're 5-7, and seven, headed to Tampa Bay next week to take the NFC South lead. As sad as that is, as sick as this season has been, coulda, woulda, shoulda. 35 years ago, it stands perfectly today. Good teams don't say coulda, woulda, shoulda. Good teams don't talk about referees. Good teams don't say, oh, we could have been better. We got to find ways to get better. It's going to be December the next time you play your game. When do you think you're going to get better? We got to get better. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Good teams, good coaches don't say that. The defense was pretty close to outstanding yesterday. Now, Chris Harris, I don't know what the hell he was doing, but other than that, the defense was outstanding yesterday. The defensive line only got one sack, but they put a lot of pressure on Garoppolo. The running defense, I thought, was superb. 
They had a little trouble with Elijah Mitchell, but luckily, they only carried it seven times. Christian McCaffrey, who knows the Saints defense probably better than anyone else on that sideline, couldn't do diddly. He had a rushing average of 2.9 yards yesterday. Caught four passes for 17 yards. He didn't do jack. Again, you're talking about a team that potentially could go to the Super Bowl. Would it surprise anyone if the San Francisco 49ers went to the Super Bowl? No. And if it does, it's only because you're not watching football. And the New Orleans Saints yesterday, you know, I texted Zach and Spencer towards the end of the third quarter about, I don't know, about six minutes left in the third quarter. And I went and put, I don't know why, but I could sense the game was shifting a little bit. It felt like the Saints were figuring something out. It felt like all the mistakes they had made through the first two and a half quarters, they were starting to figure out how to get over them. And they were plus 1,200 on the money line, on the live money line, meaning 12 to 1. If you don't, if you don't bet, that means 12 to 1. So I went and put 10 bucks on it. And I texted Zach and Spencer, and I said, the Saints are, I know this sounds dumb, but the Saints are going to win this game. And I felt things shifting. And you know what? A good team could have been in that exact situation, and they would have found a way to win. There was nothing. Look, I'm not going to take anything away from what the 49ers did yesterday. I really do think they're a good team. I thought they were a good team all year long. I went into the season saying that I thought that San Francisco and Minnesota were my two surprise teams in the NFC, and I thought that there was a decent chance that one of those teams would be representing the NFC in the Super Bowl, and I still feel that way. Throw Dallas in there, too. I don't think it's going to be Philadelphia. I don't think they're consistent enough, and I think their coach takes too many dumb chances. That's a whole different story, but I don't want to get off topic. But the Saints hung toe-to-toe with the team is the point that I think might be the best team in the NFC. Therefore, it ain't. Door was wide open. You couldn't put your foot... You couldn't even... You know what? They probably got swollen feet right now from trying to stick their foot in the door and they're like, ah, 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 ah. Just because you think you're getting back. And the sad thing is they got another shot next week. You go to Tampa Bay, as sad and as it's sick as it is, you go to Tampa Bay next week on a Monday night with a chance for your fifth win, and if you if you get it, you're going to be right up there with the rest of the crappy NFC South. But don't kid yourself. This team refuses to take the bull by the horns. It has all year long. Every time it's had a chance, nah. We don't want to play into January. Besides those games they're going to make us play. I mean, it's bad enough we got to play on Christmas Eve and New Year's Day and then we got to come home and play a meaningless game against Carolina. We don't want to go to the playoffs. Playoffs? I mean... It, it, it's it's getting ridiculous. And Andy Dalton. I mean, could you have a, a less emotion? 
I don't even know how to say it. I mean, you, you listen to his press conference and it makes you want to go to sleep. Yeah, I think everybody's got to like look at themselves and go out there and expect that they're going to get their job done and, and do it right. And, um, you know, that's kind of where we're at. We've been close. I mean, we moved the ball really well in this game. And we did, there's a lot of, as crazy it is to say when you don't score a point, there's a lot of positive things that we did today, but we weren't able to finish. And there's some, we, we left a lot of plays out there. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but did, did he yawn in there? Didn't it, it, it sounded like, like kind of like he yawned. I don't know, maybe, maybe that was me. I, I don't know. I mean, this is what you wanted quarterback? I, I mean, you, you can throw numbers at me. Jameis haters, you can throw numbers at me all day long. I mean, it, look, even the Jameis haters are rooting for Jameis now. I'm serious. I got a text from somebody that that, hate, that hates Jameis. I can tell you right now. Dude hates Jameis. He, 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 he actually texted, I think it's time to eat some dubs. I mean, my phone was blowing up all, all afternoon. I don't answer my phone except for Zach and Spencer sometimes. But when the Saints are playing, I, I don't really, I don't answer my phone. I certainly don't look at social media because, I mean, but even the social media geniuses, you couldn't have been blaming the refs yesterday, right? I mean, again, there were some calls. There were some crappy, crappy calls. But they did, they're not the reason why the Saints lost. I go back to Alvin Kamara. He is kind of the epitome of this entire New Orleans Saints football team this year. I know... I'm not gonna I wouldn't call Alvin Kamara heartless because I know he cares. But at some point, you gotta wonder how much the stuff off the field is affecting his play on the field. And I think there's gotta be a better life for him in, in the NFL somewhere else. I mean, he's one of your only real commodities, really you think about it I'm not exactly sure what they could get for him I'd have to go digging deeper into his contract but it's time for Alvin Kamara to move on this Saints team you don't want to hear this some of you already know some of you have come to the realization but this Saints team is about to go into serious rebuilding mode this is defense that played its ass off yesterday is not getting any younger. There are going to be changes in this offseason. We've already talked, and we'll talk more in March and April and May about the salary cap issues this team is facing, which is why it's even more important when you got a chance to get your damn foot in the door, you put it in there. You stick it in there. As bad as your record is, you are what your your record says you are. No matter how bad it is, you find a way to get it in there because you don't know when or if you're going to get another chance. Tampa Bay is not any good. Atlanta's not any good. We know Carolina's not any good. I, you know, I, I joked 
a few weeks ago and said eight and nine might win this division. I'm not saying might win this division anymore. I think eight and nine is going to win this division now. I, I don't see any team going on a run. So if the Saints could find a way to win eight games, but now it's so sad. The Saints are in such a predicament now that to go eight and nine, they have to go four and one the rest of the season. Not going to happen. They blew their chance yesterday. I mean, they had a realistic chance yesterday if they win. I mean, I'm not exaggerating. If they win yesterday and go five and seven, and you got to go three and two down the stretch, that's realistic. I mean, they're not going to beat Philadelphia. This team cannot beat Philadelphia. You could take, I'm not, gonna, I'm not advising you to do this, nor am I doing this. This is not telling you to go out and do this. But you could take your mortgage payment for the month and put it on the Philadelphia money line. You won't get, you'll get crappy odds. I'm not, again, I'm not telling you to do this. It'll probably be minus 600 on Philadelphia, which means you're getting one to six odds. So if your mortgage is $1,000 and you put $1,000 on it, I mean, I'm no math genius, but you're only going to get like, I don't know, what, 170 back if you win? But that's how confident I am that the Saints aren't going to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. So take that one out of the equation. But it would give you wiggle room. You beat Tampa Bay, you beat Atlanta, you beat Carolina. That's three. And you'd be there. You'd probably win the division if you could do that, had they won yesterday. But now you got to beat Tampa Bay, you got to beat Atlanta, you got to beat Carolina, and you have to beat the Cleveland Browns on the road in probably crappy weather against Deshaun Watson and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and Amari Cooper and against a decent defense. It's probably not going to happen. So that leads me to my close. We might have the shortest show ever in Datitude history. Where I think they are. I'm not going to be lonely when it's over because you're going to be with me. I know you will. You'll keep coming back for more. You always do. And I'll find some other way to say the Saints suck. And if somehow they go out next Monday and they win against Tampa Bay and pretend like they got a foot in the door, I don't know, maybe I'll say something different. Who knows, I got to see it. But I know you'll be with me when it's over. That's how bad this season has become. I'm going out. My outro song of the day is Loverboy. That's how bad this season has become. But you're listening. Misery loves company. You're going to come and join me. And I'll give you a programming note as I go off the air. We are going to, at least for now, take away the Thursday show. We're going to combine Thursday and Friday show. I thought it worked so well last week on a Wednesday that uh, we're going to put Uncle Big Nick on after Jeff Duncan on Fridays. But this Friday, I'm not sure how we're going to do it because the Saints play on Monday night. So 
We're going to have a little bit different. We are going to have a Friday show, but it might be a little bit different. I'm not sure if we're going to do a live show. May do it with someone else other than Jeff Duncan, uh, because we'll probably have Jeff Duncan on Monday uh, as we gear up for Saints Bucks. But until then, I know you'll be with me, even when it's over. Have a great week, boys and girls. Back to school. The kids are back to school. If there's any good thing, it's that the house is quiet at least till 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Enjoy it. We'll talk to you Friday. Peace and love, my friends.